This is the audio diary of the 12th day of the 5th month of year 2021. I am on the trail again, which you might be able to tell by the fact that you can potentially hear the crunching of snow underneath my feet and potentially the dead quiet that I'm surrounded by. I am on the snowy slopes of Garibaldi Provincial Park. Um, I'm on a very famous route uh, called Towards uh, Elfin Lakes. It, for the locals, this is, you know, kind of one of the places to snowshoe um, all winter. Uh, obviously, this is May, and so it's pretty late in the season to be properly snowshoeing because of the pandemic. Um, the shelter itself is actually closed right now. And so I will be heading straight down. Um, I didn't go all the way to the lake shelter, mostly because uh, the weather is um, it's raining. <laughs> and so uh, the rain itself is one thing, but the other part of it is um, how much uh, fog and well, I should this is probably not the fog. I think I'm high up enough that this is just the clouds. Uh, the clouds are kind of covering everything. Um, it's a pretty empty trail from what I can tell. So, you know, there's a certain degree of risk associated with being on such an empty trail. I was going to be going to make this a day hike anyway, but I decided against it mostly because uh, I have slept really poorly because on Sunday night, so Sunday to Monday, the night that, yeah, I did an overnight shift um, at Atira on really short notice. And so for that day, I went for, went, you know, two days in a row with uh, very little sleep. Uh, I think maybe I did 48 hours with four to five hours of sleep in total. And then the problem was once I had done that, that I kind of reset my rhythm. So the day after on Monday night, moving on to Tuesday, I slept pretty poorly as well. And then Tuesday morning, I had a um, early morning, two, two separate client meetings for UCC, the Urban Change Maker Coalition, which is the um, business I'm starting right now. And so, all in all, I ended up having three days. I, I, by, the, by Tuesday evening, I was pooped, right? But then I actually had to work on Tuesday evening, as in I, I work a shift at Atira, so I had to be on site and alert. And by Tuesday evening, I was dead, 72 hours, and maybe, like, including a couple of naps here and there just to recover, I've probably done 12 hours of sleep in 72 hours, which is not nowhere near enough. Um, and I was really struggling. So I slept decently last night, but I woke up 6.30 this morning. Um, again, I, I didn't intend to wake up that early, but obviously my sleep schedule is quite disturbed. And so, you know, we'll do. It is what it is. Um, and then I have now, um, I, you know, I rented a car, I got out here and all day my head was feeling completely and utterly muddled. I mean, I think one side of it is just the lack of nature that I had, even though I tried to, um, even during my uh, PMS period and kind of my period, I tried to go through, um, go to regional parks and try to get some nature in that way. But in general, I didn't have my fill of the wilderness. 
which has, you know, which is basically my coping mechanism. And it's also how I grow. It's how I take care of my mental health. This is basically counseling for me. <laughs> and so to not have that um, and then have a lot of work, uh, both with Atira and with UCC. So a lot of just constant work and feeling really overworked uh, for the first time in a while. And then... Yeah, and then obviously having the sleep scheduled so disturbed was really messing with my mind. And so I, as I've, you know, I considered not driving here because I was worried that I wasn't, um, I didn't have the mental clarity to drive safely. Uh, I, I, my focus was so poor this morning. It was really bad. I decided that I was okay technically. I mean, I wasn't intoxicated. Um, and I wasn't sleep deprived so much at this point because I had slept decently for the past few hours, uh, for uh, the past night. But my head was just completely out of it. Um, but now that I've hiked probably three hours and a bit, including a long break um, at a, one of these kind of emergency shelter huts uh, that's on this road, or on this trail, I am feeling very refreshed. Um, my head just feels, you know, kind of sane and together again. It's, it's amazing what the combination of nature and exercise can do for me. It's, I feel human, <laughs> I feel sane again. Um, and I got a decent amount of a workout. Um, I obviously wasn't in the best physical shape um, coming on here because of poor sleep and being over so overworked. Um, but I still did a pretty decent uh, hike, especially on snow and slushy snow too. So that makes it harder than walking on just hard packed snow. And I made it to a certain point. Uh, I didn't make it all the way to the shelter. Uh, to, I mean, to the Elfin Lakes, which was my destination. But I went maybe three quarters of the way and then I'm heading back right now. So I think in total, this will be maybe 13, 14K round trip hike. Uh, plus, of course, the drive to get to Garibaldi Park and then going back is, is its own thing. So um, that makes today a really great kind of day trip and outing. And then, you know, starting again from tomorrow, I have a series of <laughs> pretty busy days, pretty packed days. And so I knew that even though I really don't wanna, didn't want to drag my ass out of bed, um, I just wanted to sleep in. I had already booked a car rental and I couldn't, cancel, I couldn't get my money back on my car rental even if I didn't go. And I knew that if I didn't go today, when would be the next time? Um, I would get an extended kind of time outdoors. And I knew I just needed to drag my ass out of bed and do it. I'm so glad I did. Oh, seriously, it's... There was a moment where um, I was walking under snow slope. Oop! Ooh, ah, that hurt. I sprained my ankle ever so slightly. Oof. Okay, that hurt. Where was I? I'm just resting right now, uh, just for a few minutes uh, to get my ankle back on. Um, I'm walking with micro spikes because, like I said, I'm walking on slushy snow. This entire slope is completely snow covered. Uh, I think most of Garibaldi Park actually is snow covered um, up until 
June, um, if not even later, it's it's pretty high high elevation. I think there are parts of the park where it's there's always snow year round. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about a pretty wild, beautiful, and high elevation park. Ooh, ankle. Okay. Uh, where was I? Um, yeah, so I was walking through this really fog-packed section. Um, it's really great because they have these orange poles sticking out of the snow to help you find your way during winter. And so I, I felt pretty confident about my way. Uh, this trail is really well marked. I've, I was actually also walking back down at that point. So I wasn't treading on new trails. I was treading on trails I've already been. I also have a downloaded map and GPS uh, going on my phone. So in general, I wasn't actually worried about navigation. And so as I was going down, it was completely, you know, whited out. And I could, the snow surrounding me muffled all the sounds and so everything was very 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 quiet and I was surrounded by just these white clouds and feeling despite it all quite safe and just enveloped like I'm under a soft blanket and then the fog faded away for a split second and I could actually see with clarity the green and the browns of the trees and it was as if my head had cleared I just, just like that, just as the fall cleared or the clouds cleared from the slope, my head cleared. And it was just, yeah, just such a blessing. Such, such, such a blessing. And I felt so happy. Um, and now I can, again, like I said, I can talk to you like an intellectual again, uh, without just kind of mumbling through my words as, as I did yesterday and the day before. I am really sensitive to sleep. I really don't think I can do more overnight shifts if it's going to continue to be like this. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, although I actually like, enjoy the work during overnight shifts, I can't. It's, it's, it's the repercussions of having a, you know, basically staying up all night um, is, is, is too big. The repercussions are too big on the rest of the week. So I don't think I will say yes to any more overnights if I can. Anyway, and so here we are. Um, I think I'm actually getting very close to the shelter uh, that I left maybe an hour ago. Um, and it's, you know, this trail has two, sorry, I was just listening because I heard some noise. I'm pretty sure at the shelter, there's a couple of people. Um, <laughs> if you thought it was strange that my voice faded for a second, you thought it was creepy. I apologize. Didn't mean to scare you. Um, but <laughs> anyway, I, um, I've been... Just working a lot, a lot, uh, making a lot of progress with work, which is exciting. I worked a lot for uh, UCC, Urban Changemaker Coalition, put in a lot of work for that and make some progress, including some potential um, clients and just, you know, uh, I think I'm on my way to helping a few people, helping a few organizations, uh, you know, actually make change on the ground, which is the goal. Um, will it make money? Who knows? <laughs> so in the meanwhile, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to try my best <laughs> um, to figure this out. Uh, yeah. And just 
I'll leave the money part kind of up to God <laughs> because it's so easy for me to be a business-minded, profit-driven person. I think business school has trained me well this way, but I'm also just, I just have this natural tendency towards profit maximization. If not profit maximization, just optimizing everything. It's just, again, a natural instinct for me to try and go and say, yeah, optimize and get down to the practical parts of it. I think it's the project manager, the entrepreneur, the business, the business school student and me. And so I, it's, it's, it's really easy for me to do that and forget about the mission um, to start compromising a lot and, you know, just to act in a way that really isn't aligned with my values, design, it being really me-centered rather than um, God-centered. And so it's, it's, it's good for me to, you know, make these statements. I'm just going to tell myself and tell you, the listeners, um, that I am going to focus on making change on the ground and the money. There is a way I'm going to make money, um, but hopefully that'll come with time. And so just, you know, slowing down a little bit and focusing on that part is, is where I'm at. Oh God, it's so good to be on trail. The sun's coming up. Or the sun was probably always up, but it's like peeking through the clouds. Maybe the clouds are thin, thinner right now. Um, but the clouds are also really close to the ground, so I feel like I'm walking through a complete haze of fog. Um, but also there's sun, so <laughs> if you can imagine what that looks like. Uh, since the sun's out, it's only going to get more um, slushy from here on. So I think I should probably bolt it uh, down. I might put some gloves on because my fingers are getting nice and blue. <laughs> I don't feel very cold uh, because I'm moving, but as soon but my extremities are not faring well in the snow. So let me put on my gloves. It's really easy to forget about your hands when you're hiking on snow, just because, yeah, like I said, you're, you're, you feel hot, so you don't want to put on any more layers, and especially on your hands, it's quite cumbersome, but your fingers will get very, very cold soon, and then, then, and then soon after, it becomes no longer about the cold, it becomes um, painful. So I am going to do that right now. If only I can unhook these two gloves that have attached to each other. Come on. Come on, hook. Come on, fingers. Move. Okay, I'm probably gonna make sure to not use these hooks in the future because when your fingers are frozen and not very nimble, these hooks are very difficult to manage. Alright, can you do this? Can I do this? Ah, there you go. Okay. Alright, so that is about 15 minutes of a audio recording, and that is 3 hours and 42 minutes that I've been on trail, um, and I've made about 8.5 kilometers in distance. And it says my average speed is 3.2 kilometers per hour, which is not bad, considering I'm slushy. I'm on slushy snow, as I said before. So, ooh, it's nice to be on. Nice to have these gloves on. <gasps> Oh my gosh, the sun is clearing up the mist, or the fog, or whatever it was, or the cloud. Oh, it's so nice. Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> it's moments like these that I um, that gets me out hiking. Oh gosh, it's great. All right, talk to you later.
This is the second audio diary of the day for the 12th day of the fifth month of year 2021. I am recording this audio diary because I just gonna remember how it felt uh, to see the scenery. So I am looking out on beautiful house sound along the Sea to Sky Highway. Um, I was actually on my drive back home and I was just completely distracted by how gorgeous the sky was. It's a, it's a few minutes before 8 p.m. right now, and which is around the time the sun sets these days. Uh, in, in, in this part of BC, um, in May, and I don't know, the sunset is just so stunning. It's just hard to describe. Um, yeah, I, I got so distracted, I basically decided that um, I had to pull over. I had to actually, you know, take some time to enjoy something as beautiful as this. <sighs> How do I describe it? This is a different kind of sunset than the other beautiful sunsets that I've seen. So I'm at Oliver's Landing, which is a little, little town, um, a little residential area along the highway, uh, a lot of retirement homes and or people who have retired who have homes here. I don't think they're retirement housing facilities per se, but um, it's just a quite little residential area uh, away from any of the towns. And there's this beautiful little seafront section. Um, I've been here before with Jocelyn, I think, August or whenever it was last year that we went on a road trip along this area. And so I remembered it, and so I just, I was just looking for an excuse to pull over um, and actually see how gorgeous the sky is without having to focus on the road. Uh, and so I just pulled over, it happened to be Oliver's Landing, and here I am um, walking along a driftwood beach, which is also beautiful. Um, and then the ocean is calm, um, and I see the mountains on the other side of the ocean this is a little sound that comes into the it's a body of wa uh, ocean water that actually uh, comes into the land so i can see the mountains on the other side and then through these kinds of this dramatic right gradients um in the sky so it's actually not very yellow or or orange right now it's actually quite blue and um there's just a tinge of uh, very light pale yellow at the ends and because it was raining all day uh, there's so much there are there's pretty thick cloud cover <laughs> and what that means is that this guy looks very dramatic with all these um, dark blues where the um, clouds are more I guess more hefty or just there's shadows of the light um, in the clouds and then there the parts that are more uh, brightly lit are uh, pale yellow and then the shadows in the clouds themselves are um, darker blue and it's just so incredible and dramatic it's hard to describe i'm trying my best here but I, I don't think my words can really do it justice i imagine i will have to post a photo of this um and just yeah seeing the piece of this is surreal because Although today was a pretty peaceful hike, but I mean, it, it was pr somewhat strenuous, not that terribly strenuous, but I was, you know, in backcountry in the cold <laughs> with a lot of rain and mostly by myself and to come here 
with birds chirping and this gorgeous sunset and the calmness of the ocean. And the rain has completely stopped now. It's, 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 it's certainly something else. <laughs> what can I say? And this is, yeah, like I said, it's very different from the very vibrant, um, sunsets that I've seen before with, with the really strong colors I keep being drawn to. Um, the beautiful sunset I watched with my friend Karina at uh, Manila Bay. I remember we just spent an hour or so just taking in how beautiful that site was and just taking a million photos and just watching the scenery change and evolve in front of our eyes as the sun set and the colors changed. And those colors then were incredibly vibrant and incredibly um, uh, kind of strong, you know, thick hues of really red, really orange. Now I'm looking at something that's completely the opposite spectrum of the sunset. It's it is dramatic because of all the clouds. Um, if you hear them in the background, that's a motorcyclist riding down the highway and probably enjoying the scenery. Oh my God, sorry, I'm just turning a corner around this um, little seaside promenade and it's so beautiful. Um, I'm just taken aback by how beautiful it is. Oh, wow. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is crazy. What the hell? <laughs> oh my god. Look at those colors. If only I had the piece and didn't have those, you know, annoying motorcyclists in the background. It would be perfect. Oh my god, look at the scenery. I I can't oh. How many motorcycles are there? Okay. Wow. This is really, really beautiful. I'm gonna cut this recording short and just try to take a few more photos just trying to soak it all in boy oh my god i brought my glasses when i walked down here so that i can see this in its full glory oh my god i'm gonna try and walk around um as far as i can and again like just like my time in manila bay i'm probably gonna just watch um the hues change over time as much as i can so <laughs> all right talk to you next